Yes, welcome in to another episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. We are connecting with you, Italian football fans from all over the world. Second episode that we've done now with all of the new imaging, the look that our guy Raf Biz has helped us out with. Uh, Biz had to sit this one out. He uh, he's taking a little trip to Jersey. He he seems a little a little mafia to me. Like I don't know if he's like he's in New York. He's like I had to make a trip down to Jersey. I. I feel like he's disposing of a body or something. I, you know, I don't want to put his business out there. I, I don't know what's going on, but Biz is going to be back with us on the next one. Uh, I am Alex Dono alongside my co-host, as always, Jerry Mancini. Before I introduce Jerry, let me introduce our guest. I don't know too many people personally, like outside of celebrities. Maybe he is a celebrity who actually has his own logo, like Tiger like he's Woods. A Pokemon. <laughs> Tiger Woods, Tom Brady. Uh, Roger Federer, they all have their own logos. Richard Carmen, he is the logo, and he is from the Serie A sit down here. We're all retired from from sports. That's that's me. <laughs> Glad there, to be all the boys. How are you guys doing? Dude. Bro, you want to sell not as good as you. <laughs> I felt bad for you, Jerry. I didn't want to. I don't want to put too much on you. I know the game is fresh in your mind. I thought I'd just wear this with Conte, making fun of Conte instead of. Uh, I'm not even mad, man. I was talking to my mother-in-law. <laughs> Actually, we were, we had dinner, and my mother-in-law was like, "Are you mad that you lost lost four nothing?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, I'm more bitter and disappointed when my team plays a hell of a game, loses one nothing, and I have to sleep on that. That's where I'm really bitter because I'm like, "Shit, man, we we just lost an unfortunate match." We didn't lose an unfortunate match. We just were all played in so many aspects that I, it, it just gives Lazio fans a reminder that it was going to be a very disappointing but a very exciting season. Yeah, I, I, I'm very – I haven't shaved. I haven't done anything. Since I don't blame this, you. After this, this the, today? Ooh. No. Well, I'll explain why I haven't done anything since what? Well, last, I had a mustache and then now my beard's growing back in. Wednesday. I've had a mild concussion where I've had to kind of recover from and finally I'm starting to get better. I kind of hit my head on a on a I don't know shelf? What shelf? Like, yeah, shelf, that's it. Steel, oh, which kind of went through my head and it was the photo. It was kind of bleeding everywhere. And my buddy who is a grocery manager at one of my stores kind of helped me out. And I was really nauseous and dizzy that day on last Wednesday. So I went to get tested. I did CT scans on last Friday. I did testing with the doctor. And he diagnosed me with a mild concussion. And it was pretty bad. But, um, yeah, it's been a kind of difficult week. doesn't help me along with my depression that I, bad, I battle with at times. And kind of there's good days and bad days So on top of that. So it's kind of been a difficult week. But finally, this today I kind of went for a walk and starting to get better. So it's uh, encouraging. So when when I really think about it, uh, there's there's more important things I'd be more worried about than a Lazio loss, to be honest. But day to day, it is what it is. Yeah, when you put it in those terms, it kind of puts it in perspective. I mean, you yeah. literally yeah. suffered a concussion this week. So I mean, four nil, four nil loss in Coppa Italia is not not the worst thing in the world. I don't know. Maybe there are two people on planet Earth that are having a better week than Richard Carmen. Uh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you know, Olivier Giroud, maybe Stefano Pioli. That's that's about that's it. About those it. might that's be about those it. might be the only people that's having having better weeks so far than Richard Carmen. Uh, guys, let's start with the Derby della Madonnina, uh, which was just a a gigantic three points for Milan. Um, 
you know, I, th this keeps it an open race for the Scudetto. Uh, if Inter had taken those three points, they would have, uh, you know, a, what, a seven-point lead? A am I doing that math correctly with a game in hand? Yeah, I think so. And so yeah. it would be it would be essentially just about shutting the door on the Scudetto race. I know there's still a lot of games to play, but it would it would have been virtually decisive for Inter. You know, a, a draw wouldn't, you know, better to have uh, two injuries than one death, as they say. A draw wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world for either side. But a win was obviously gigantic for Milan. And it not only gives great hope for Milan, who are just a point behind Inter now, uh, you know, Inter do have a game in hand, but it's very, very close now. And it even gives hope, a lot more hope to Napoli, who are in the race, and Juventus, who are trying to get into a Scudetto race. They're back in the top four now. So I think a, a lot of people weren't too unhappy to see Milan pull that game out over the weekend. And I'll, I'll start, uh, Richard, with the first half, which is where I'd prefer to start. Being a start and end, start and end persuasion. I'll, I'll start then, and then we'll skip the second half completely. No, but we'll. In, in the it's like uh, half, the 2005 Champions League. I understand. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. So I mean, uh, Inter looked uh, completely in control in the first half. Yeah, created tons of chances. Didn't finish enough of them. Uh, they did get uh, their goal off of a set piece, a corner kick, really nicely finished by Ivan Perisic, who's having an unbelievable campaign at left wing back. Uh, I'm actually really shocked to see today Nico Skida, one of the best transfer reporters in Italy, is actually saying that he is close to inking an extension with Inter now. That one's kind of out of left field for me because I've been operating for weeks under the assumption that uh, Perisic will be moving on and leaving the club on a free transfer. And that's, you know, a huge reason why they went out and they signed Robin Gosens. Right. Uh, if Perisic were to stay, all of a sudden you have incredible depth at the left wing back position. And with the form that Perisic is in, I think he has at least another really good year left in him. Uh, Inter also left some goals on the table in the first half, but it like, it wasn't all, cause I know it's easy for people to say, Oh, look how many great chances Inter missed. And I guess there were some of those, but I also, I have to credit the goalkeeping. I mean, Mike Magnan, who has been, uh, you know, perhaps the best goalkeeper in Serie A this season. Uh, you know, he he really robbed Inter of a couple of yeah. tremendous opportunities on goal. Uh, Denzel Dumfries had basically a point blank chance that he turned away. Uh, Inter had an opportunity on a shot outside the box that was deflected uh, off the head of a Milan player, and you thought like there's no way he can react to that, right? Like the ball changes directions like ten feet from the goal, and the hand just gets out there. Yeah. So, Unreal. I mean, Richard. It was like an omen in my mind because for as well as Inter played for the first 45 minutes, I was uneasy, right, knowing it was just a one-goal lead. It could have been a two- or three-goal lead. And then Milan turned the game on its head in the second half. They took control of the game in the second half. And then where I really thought this game was lost, and I don't say this very often because he's been very good this season, but I thought a lot of it was lost by Simone Inzaghi. I thought the midfield subs that he made, taking off Hakan Chalhanolu, who had been playing really well, and Marcelo Brozovic, who is he's the conductor of the orchestra in that yeah. midfield, and you know, bringing on stiffs uh, like Arturo Vidal and Matias Vecino, who honestly should have retired from football like two years ago, at least at least out of Europe, and uh, and then Milan were able to find five magical minutes where Olivier Giroud turned back the clock to like 29 years old and yeah. he had a couple of unbelievable finishes. And then, you know, we, within a few minutes, Inter looked had gone from, you know, being in control of the match, a 1-0 lead, and it turned into a 2-1 
Milan lead. And, you know, there were, there were some tussles and some shenanigans along the way. And I kind of like that. Like, I like the extracurricular. That's a derby. It, it's a derby. And you're, you're kind of okay. Like, if players from Inter and Milan hate each other, and we're going to get a couple more of these derbies now this year yeah. on Coppa Italia, there's nothing wrong with that. So that, yeah. that that's kind of my, my view of the way that the match went down. Uh, full credit to Milan. They took advantage of their opportunities. Inter didn't. Uh, Inzaghi was out coached by Pioli, and the second half was decisive. Yeah, and this is the first time we've had a derby with both teams at high levels, right? It's probably been 10 plus years since both teams were at the top of the table fighting in the end during a derby, and uh, it lived up to it, I think, in terms of intensity. It took a while for that intensity really to grow, but you love seeing that in a derby. You've all the dar- best derbies are when the players are hating each other and all these shenanigans are going on, uh, as it was in this game. And so, like you said, Inzaghi and, and Inter came out very well in that first half. Um, I thought they had everything spot on correctly. Brozovic was magnificent. You know, we were we were talking about him on our podcast. I was saying like he was like Zidane esque. Some of the moves he was making going around two guys. I mean, it looked untouchable. Uh, and, and obviously that goal that you guys scored. And, I was like, okay, here we go. It's going to be a runaway because I knew I knew you guys how good you guys were, and you know, two goals in the game is going to be over because you guys can keep scoring. Uh, but Mike Magnon really kept the team in the game, very similar to when uh, the first time Milan played Liverpool in the Champions League. Uh, Liverpool were shell shelling uh, Milan, and he kept them in the game, and then they scored two goals before halftime. Very similar, um, and so he, you know. We don't miss our old goalkeepers anymore because Mike Magnon is fantastic. And really, he kept us in the game, like you said. And, you know, I think once Brozovic started tiring out, and I know people were railing on Kessie being the, the number 10, uh, but I think part of it was not – he wasn't in there to be a playmaker. He was there to be a disruptor and to counteract the the, the, the top three for your right. midfield, right? Barella, Brozovic, and, um, and Chalanolu. That's what his role was. And I think that kind of affected it his game where he had him get tired out around the 60, 70th minute. And that's when he got subbed out. And that's when Brian Diaz came in and he started getting fouled really quickly by Brozovic and company. And eventually, you know, like I said, the two goals happened. And then, you know, Kalulu and Romagnoli did fantastic. They're, they're our backup, you know, de- defenders, so to speak. And uh, they were stellar in that game. Kalulu was really growing. Romagnoli was excellent. Um, and so, yeah, it was, a, it was a great victory, I think. And uh, we much needed points because I, I agree with you. Had Inter won, this Scudetto is probably over. And now, you, you know, Napoli's happy now. We're happy. Juventus and, and Atalanta are still within reach. So it's an open race. Anything can happen. I mean, Inter are still the superior team in the league, but it's open. Anything can happen. Well, it, 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 it's funny, and, and I want to I get your take on this real quick, and then we'll, we'll bring Jerry in. We'll introduce Mario, who has jumped aboard as well. Uh, you know, I, I was ragging on my fellow Interisti a little bit over the last few days, and I get it. It's really tough to lose a derby, and it always stings. And I, you know... I'm totally cool with Milanisti talking trash because I know Interisti talk trash when they win derbies. That's part of the magic of this thing. But I, I noticed just a number of Interisti, and there was some extra stuff that came with the match, right? I mean, right. Uh, Stoney getting suspended, and he's also injured, so he yep. would probably end up missing some of that time anyway. And Zaghi suspended from the touchline for the Napoli match. So there, there were some other things that came up from the extracurriculars, but – you know, at the end of the day, uh, Inter, they still, they control their own destiny, so to speak, because they yeah. still are leading the Scudetto race in points. Uh, you know, they're still in Champions League. I don't expect them to get past the round of 16. Uh, they're still in Coppa Italia. And now, you know, they get they get a crack to get a little potential revenge against Milan. 
And so, yeah. you know, they, they still have, you know, they've already won a trophy this year. They still have, you know, three trophies potentially in front of them, including a Scudetto. And I see a lot of Interisti acting like they've Season's gone into over. crisis mode. Yeah. yeah. Like they acted like second this loss. Is, second loss. Right. Like this is again, like it was, you know, a few years ago under Spalletti when they couldn't buy a point between the months <laughs> of, you know, December and March. And like, you know, and they're like eight points from top 10 points from top they're acting like that it's like guys you won't complain and then on the flip side of it this is what i want your take on richard uh juventini they're all gassed up because they you know they had a great transfer window and the two yes. players that they yes. brought in both score the other day which worked out magnificently for them naturally they're eight points back from the top and that doesn't even include the game in hand that inter have they're eight points back and now they're acting like they're scudetto favorites so it's like how come the interisti can't have a little bit of that optimism Crack kills. I don't know, man. Uh, drugs are bad. <laughs> I, look, I, I understand the excitement. You got a brand new player, two, two, three new brand new players. Right? All players are pretty. You're bringing up the quality. Certainly, Vlahovic is, is a is a great signing. But you know what I and I was talking about this on our podcast is like, yes, they got Zakaria and they got Gatti who are gonna do well for them. But did they really uh, upgrade that much in the midfield? That was their main issue before, and they really barely upgrade in the midfield. So yes, they got a striker. They probably got the most the most deathly lethal front three you're going to see in Europe with the possibility of Morata. You know, this is about Chiesa, Morata, uh, Vlahovic, and Paulo Dybala. But the midfield is still the issue with them. And if you can't control the midfield, there's four teams above them. Well, three now. Atalanta below them. Uh, but there's four teams that have better, far superior midfields than Juventus have. And that was that's what wins the Scudettos. I think they're going to be in the hunt for sure. But I think that the team's that are around them have that midfield that can really push the push the envelope and, and get them the titles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can see why they're happy, but right now, if I were them, I would say, Hey, champions league, not Scudetto. Like, calm down, calm down. You know, there's only a couple teams that should be talking about Scudetto right now. So it's not one of them. <laughs> well, let, let me, uh, well, let, let me introduce Mario who just hopped in. He is, he is a fellow Interista. So it's been an up and down week. I mean, a, a tough loss, against Milan and a, a nice bounce back against Roma in Coppa Italia. But Mario, what was your view of of that derby where Inter see, first half fully in control, pissed it in the second half? Who do you blame for that? What went wrong in your eyes? It's just one of those things where you do everything right, but you lose. The first half we could have put eight goals in. Milan could have had five goals in the first half, let's say. It was Back and forth, it was a good game for for what it's been recently. I think this has been one of the better uh, derbies. Uh, that being said, um, to put the blame on any, anybody, I don't know. It's just the luck of the draw. Like, Interisti on Twitter blaming the referee. What are you going to do? What happens? He, he won the ball. He went through the player. Yeah. I mean, you didn't give the call. You got to score the goals in that kind of case. You, you can't blame the ref. I always say you can't blame the referee because you didn't score. I agree. Manon played out of his. He played phenomenal. He had a lights out game. So I mean, credit to him. He stopped literally three goals that were off deflections where he's going one way and then all of a sudden, bop, save over here. It's it's unfortunate for us. Milan. Drew scored two goals in five minutes. Nice goals, too. I don't even care. Oh, really so, nice goals. The stretch you know, and the turn. Really nice. You know, you can't really blame anybody but the people that couldn't score. Zeko should have scored. Otalo should have scored. Sure, yeah, but collectively, they got to do better. 
And once Bastoni got hurt, I instantly went on to Caesar's Sportsbook and I put $50 on Milan and I put $25 on Napoli. Wow. So, yeah. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're putting – you're putting your money where your pessimism is. Okay, yes. fair, fair enough. Well, let, let's, I can't bring, lose. <laughs> let's let us let us bring uh, Jerry into the fold on this one. I, I know uh, I know I know you were watching the derby intently. We're, 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 we're not going to talk about today's result yet. We'll get to it. But let's go back to Saturday, Jerry. Uh, your view on the Milan derby and what were the big factors on how Milan were able to turn the game on its head and snatch victory from the jaws of defeat? Oh man, I don't remember shit from that game. I'm gonna be honest. You were, you were concussed, like you're, you know, you're I amnesia. I watched it, but what was that echo? What, what do I hear? Echo? Oh, it's better. It's I think it's better now. Yeah, I was here. I was hearing that too. Um, sorry. Someone's, That's okay. Uh, um, let's sum it up very easily. Inzaghi does it again. His tactics, his substitutions, they kind of let him down. And that's something that was always an issue with uh, with Lazio. And he did the same with Inter. And I was looking at the substitutions and some of the players he brought, he took off Martinez for Sanchez. I don't see any issue with that. But I think no. like Federico DiMarco was an yeah. issue. I didn't like that. He stinks. Not that he stinks. I wouldn't say that. You got to use him. You got to use him to to mid table players, mid table teams. That's what you use him for. Right, because he stinks. Because he stinks. No, I don't like saying that word because if he stinks, <laughs> he's the same thing. He stinks. He's in the city. Yeah, he's, he's he's playing in the top league, so he did something to get there. Right. He's not. He's he's good at the smaller teams where you need. Less yeah. expectations. He's good at and free kicks. more responsibility to like, kind of just be the, the guy. So I think he can't handle the pressure against like the top teams. But nah, that's where that, that's where I say his rotation. That's where you, you use him in a game like t- like yesterday, maybe uh, in, in the Copa Italia, and, and you don't use him on Saturday, and you kind of use your best players till the end. Like Hakan didn't even start on Tuesday. Versus Roma in the Copa Italia. So why not just let him play till the 90 minutes? You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're not going to use him on Tuesday, and that's the manager's responsibility to understand like who you're going to use, how much you're going to use, all that stuff has to be into consideration. And you take him out, but why? Why do you take him out if if you're not going to use? In that situation, if you're going to take a player out early, then I'm I'm kind of convinced that you're going to use him on. On Tuesday, who else did he take out? In, in like, he took off Brozovic. Perisic which, uh, was another mistake. He yeah, took yeah, out. yeah, yeah. Uh, Perisic, man, he's, he's so better. good. He's been your best. He's, he's he's probably been Inter's best player now overall for a long stretch Brozovic. of the season. As as a wing back, well, Perisic is a is a wing back. But he kind of reminds me of Perisic in a way that he kind of is an inverted player where he kind of transitioned from a. From winger to an actual wing back and can play on both sides, Perisic, and and he's become like very adaptable. And man, Perisic is so good. He he was amazing on Saturday. He had a really good game. I thought yesterday he had a good game, and taking him out kind of 
it hurts it hurts him because Darmian, I saw Sharma, he said a good point that he hasn't been the same since Dumfries has taken his position. Yeah, he uh, I, I I thought that like Dar Darmian uh in the Roma game, I thought he looked pretty good. bad. A lot of cheap. Better in the boys. second half, I thought. I thought he yeah. played yeah. better in the second I, half. I, I thought I thought he and D'Ambrosio both looked pretty bad. They were giving away the ball very, very cheaply. Like every every time Inter were trying to work one of their cheeky counterattacks where they usually, you know, pass up the field very fluidly. One of the two of those bums were screwing it up every time. Um I'll also add that Stefan DeFry. What the f happened to that Bad. guy? I he Nightmare. wow 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 like that goal never happens last year where he goes the wrong way never I no, no. I don't know if age is already catching up to him because of is. how much he's played he kind of yeah. I, I know that a Cherby is four years older three years older but in a certain in a similar situation I think the two kind of like are they offset each other where they played such incredible amount of playing time in such a condensed schedule because of the the summer and everything that these two players have like they can't keep up with the amount of playing time now and and it's really kind of hurt their game so, to be to be fair i think i thought that move by Giroud on devry was just fantastic i don't think anybody but it was a it was a one touch move a beautiful move i think Handanovic is more the goat on that one because he really mm -hmm. could have stopped that. He really should have stopped that. Put right? it right under his hand. Exactly. Yeah. I think DeVry really had nothing, no chance at, at all with that because Drew did that magnificently. And I think you put anybody back there, Kulabali, whomever, he would have done the move past them. You know, he did a one trick, one move and shot. It's Handanovic who really would look 95 yeah. years old there. And, and Handanovic, <laughs> Handanovic is a big problem. Man. Like you said, it looking 95. Uh, you know, and, and I know I. Actually, I, I don't know, Ma Ma Mario. Mario, Mario, aren't you like a Handanovic fanboy? I'm, I'm still on Handanovic. I'm never giving up. He's been a let top go. keeper. Just, just let go. Uh, okay. Well, you can't. He, you, no, man. Like that, that. Hold on. That second goal is not his fault completely. It takes no. a bounce on him too, man. Did anybody look at the bounce? What happened? Where it hops on him and kind of like fools him? It's not. Can, people gotta look. That's not an easy save. Like. As as Giroud makes that kick, it bounces and it kind of like goes over his hand, so it kind of makes it difficult. Uh, guy, he's thirty seven years old. What do you fucking want? And that's, that's my only point. Like, like, that's, like, like, what do you want, man? Look what he played yesterday. He made an outstanding save off balance and got it over the net. No, he like, did. Yeah, that deflected he, one. I know. He's yeah. still got it. I don't care what anybody says. Jerry's Jerry. I'm with Jerry on this one because like, you, you can have. He had a great save on. He's not Pepperena, guys. Listen, he's not Pepperena. No, he's not Pepe Reina. But the thing Remember is, things with Handanovic is like <laughs> age has caught up to him to the point where like he is still capable of making nice saves, and he's still capable of turning in great performances from time to time. He just he doesn't have the consistency anymore. And believe me, if not for the financial problems with Suning, they wouldn't have even waited as long as they had. And like, and by the way, Onana has been kind of shaky since he came off suspension. So I, I, I hope he figures his shit out by the time he gets here in the summer. You have to understand, Handanovic is still a world class keeper. There's not many people that can be 37. Buffon, you know, uh, who else is there? Figo, Figo knows. Figo knows the truth. You can no. stop protecting you know Handanovic. He's going to no. lock you next summer. He's he's been so good. The saves Enjoy. he makes, he keeps us in half of the games. No, seriously, Richard. He, he, he makes he, two, three saves, and they're huge. 
he's in a good Lazio because he'll get a starting role. And, and he's, he's, I think he has like a history or something. He he had like time with Lazio. Apparently someone was telling me before. I don't know if that's true. If there's like a history do, with do him. him and Sari have a good relationship? I don't know. There's like a, a no. recollection or something in the past where he spent time a little bit with Lazio. Okay. Okay, I need to time out because Lord Figo over here has probably never played keeper in his life. I'll, I'll put Lord it, Figo I'll, plays keeper every single day, bro. Okay. There's nothing Excuse that guy me. doesn't do. So when you say it's it's an easy save, how is it an easy save? He's Magnon would have saved it. So, when your hand is that close to listen, it, it's saying it's, it's, that's a stoppable ball. It's a it, there, nothing's an easy save. He turned. He could. He probably had uh, Devry blocking him for a half a second, and it's not like he passed the ball to him and went through his legs and. You know, he's got his head between his legs. It's not an easy save. He has to get all the way down. He's six foot five. You know, it's not like like me, five foot seven. I get down two seconds. <laughs> you got to fall. You know, it's not it's not easy. Those low hard shots are hard for any keeper. We, I hear people. I see people say it every single time. Oh, it's an easy save. Easy, easy save. Sometimes yes, but most of the time it, it's really not. Like you have to understand how fast the ball travels and how little reaction they have like sure Manyan might have saved it great Manyan's a phenomenal keeper he had an excellent game I wouldn't be surprised if he saved it so get me a keeper like that why are we still because the thing is like Handanovic okay, well all, all I'm saying though is three four years ago Handanovic makes those saves that's my entire point like you can talk all you want to but oh that was a really difficult okay. save and he's not perfect but okay Handanovic when he was in his prime is making these saves and when you're talking about being a defending Scudetto champion who's trying to win that again and trying to win important trophies, you should have moved on from this guy already, but they haven't done it, at least not to this point, because because of the budgetary constraints. Okay, he lets up that goal. He saves four other goals that goalies probably won't save. You, 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 You forget about that part. It's not just, oh, he let up the goal. He saved five other ones. He's saving a bunch of other ones that, yes, a lot of other keepers will let in. So, mm-hmm. okay, sure, he couldn't get down fast enough. Okay, his distribution is better than Radu, the next the next best in line. He has saved his command. Everything is better than the next person in line. Onana comes in. I, I feel like the way, the way people explain Onana to me, I haven't watched him because I really don't give a shit. <laughs> They're going to shoot the ball at his hands like this. He's going to make a save, and it's going to go through his hands into the goal. He's a good so keeper. If He'll be good want, for you guys. He had a season off goal, man. You don't know how yeah. he, he, he had he had uh, he he you had about that. a year Nothing off for taking he had a year off for taking uh for PEDs, you know, whatever supplement he was on. So yeah, yeah I mean he was great at Ajax. Season was great at Ajax. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I mean you're on drugs, why not, man? Whatever the fuck he did. Get him back on the drugs, bro. He's still, what, he, he's, what did he he's do? Get him to Atalanta. Get him to Atalanta. I don't care. Okay, he's, still, he's still up there in the pecking order as top goalkeepers. He what makes one mistakes, but he's he's saving a lot of other shit. Like you can't you can't replace him right now. What is I don't this? Care. Lazio ultimate banter club. How many four nothing is last? Well, last time I recall, Lazio's ahead of freaking Roman now in the standing. So, so pipe down, boy. Freaking, it's been since I, I can banter Roma all day since May two thousand and eight was the last time you guys won a trophy. Keep raising that tree and keep watering it. Or well, where do you want to go? We, we we can keep going if you want. Like, like. So let me tell you one more one more thing on Handanovic before I, I I stop talking about this. So you're comparing him to Handanovic in his prime, right? Yeah, up here. That's Top the Heichler. I need. Okay. That's a, okay. defending a Scudetto, trying to advance in Champions League. That's the guy. Prime. I need. Okay, so that's who you're comparing to. Yeah, top keeper. Where is he right now? Is he is he here? If he was here, um, I think I think he's like he's like here. Okay, and that's still 
This is great for the people listening only on audio. Yeah, okay. So he's on my head and now he's on my about my yeah. nose. So he's, he's not he, your nose. he's fallen off. Yes, I I'm I 100% agree. But when the fall off is still better than 95% of the other keepers in the world, I'll take it. I it's not that much enough. of a fall off. He gives right. up a goal. Sure, he should have saved it. Okay, fine. But is that was that good enough for a Scudetto team? Is the question. Okay, who are you going to replace him with? Fair enough. No, but my my point is you should. Onano's have... going to jump in and and beat Andanovic up here uh, when no, he can't hand it, handle the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, fair point. I hope. We'll I, I, I I I'm all for Onana coming in and be better. I hope. I pray to God it does. But we don't know how certain he is. We don't know the level he's going to be. And we're comparing Handanovic to Handanovic in his prime, which he wasn't even in his prime. He's way past his prime. He's still on the decline, yeah. but he's still up there. You got to remember that. Like, I take this Handanovic shit seriously. I, I can tell. And I, I think you're I think you're grasping at straws here. But I, I wanted to I wanted to move on to one more thing on the Derby, kind of. And then I want to move on to these uh Copa Italia quarterfinals. Oh, I'm, I'm with I'm with Mario, man. You, you don't know what you're gonna get out of Onana. No, you're like, right. Listen, like, Onana's it, it, been a little shaky. Okay, Ajax is Ajax, but it, their league, the Dutch league, what is it considered? Even top ten league? What's yeah, the good, it's a good attacking league. He's probably yeah. facing a lot of shots in that league. <laughs> no, 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 get out of this, man. Facing a lot of shots you, in that no, league. No, Target no, practice. no. When, when you got Mike, see, hold on. When Mike Magnon went to to Milan, it wasn't that they just got some goalkeeper down the street. They yeah. got a goalkeeper who plays in the top five league. Okay, who, who French plays... top five farmers league, French league. No, 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 no. Best players come out of the, no. The, some of the best players come out of league on. That's true, you, farmers league. Yeah, I, you 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 farm you farm the best players out of that. You know, league. Liao? where did Liao come from? Keep a lot of good players come, come from the Netherlands as well. Where did Aiden yeah. Hazard come from? Leave on. Belgium. Yeah, and you notice they all left that shit league. Is the thing. Like if, if, you're, if, if you're not if you're not if you're not playing at PSG, as it soon as you get as soon as you get to be like old enough to drive a car, they're gonna sell you to a bigger league for a profit. It doesn't matter if no, it, I think no, goalkeepers the players are coming though. They're good pro the, no, I, you don't know what you're gonna go though, Nana. A year off. Is a very long time. You don't know how the player oh, comes back. Listen. Look, he shit the bed in this freaking. He wasn't good in this uh, African Cup. Like mentally, how does it? How does these drugs no, but, but, mentally? Like listen, everything. But, but, but my, my point. My point, though, it's not even talking about Onana. It's that if not for the fact that they have these budgetary issues oh, and they didn't prioritize no, keeper, they could have gone out and gotten somebody like Juan Musso. Like they could have gone out and gotten a younger keeper who already knows Serie A and has played well, a Cranio, a Musso. Like they would have gotten somebody like that if not for the fact that. You know the Chinese ownership; their debt, their balance sheet has been upside down, and they're having to, you know, they're are having they to work the prime. Are they close to Handanovic's prime? Yeah, Which we're I, comparing I, to. Well, and, and if nothing, and if nothing else, Mario, not only could I think any of those keepers compete with him for the starting job, you could actually trust them to spell him and give him some rest because you yeah. don't really have a backup keeper because uh, Radu is not a good keeper. And before that, it was even worse when they had Daniele Padelli, who's like an embarrassment, an absolute embarrassment. And like Radu is like maybe slightly better, like an inch better 
than uh, than Padelli is. But you know, they you knew Conte didn't trust this guy enough to play him. Inzaghi doesn't trust this guy enough to play him. At least if you had bought one of these like young Italian or Argentinian keepers playing in the league, like they could actually they could actually spell Handanovic because that's probably part of the issue as well. Thirty seven year old passes prime who has to play every single night because you don't have another option because you can't trust your backup to stop anything. I'm with you there. Don't, don't. But are they going to win the Scudetto for us like Handanovic did apparently? That's the thing. I don't think they're even close to it. As good as they are, they're still good keepers. I just don't think they're there within the next four or five years. They're young. They're too young yeah. to it for it. Backup, sure, fine. But to, to put them in there and say, hey, this guy's better than Handanovic in the 2021 season? I uh, doubt it. All and, right. Let, 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 let me you know. let me get into uh, – I can't even believe I'm doing this, but it was all over the Italian papers and all over Twitter for like three days. Spitgate. It's like oh. now – listen, um, like a, a, as an Interista, I'm, I'm a lot more concerned with blowing that game and losing that game than I am with like the thermal footage and the super slow-mo of what may or may not have been coming out of Lautaro Martinez's mouth. It, like, it, it looked to a lot of people like, you know, when, when Teo Hernandez was sent off and going through the tunnel, like Lautaro looked like he was spitting on him. Uh, I, I think it's kind of funny. And, and Richard, let me start with you on this. And I, I don't know. I mean, listen, you're, you're a Milanista, but I don't know. I don't even know if this one like really matters, like who you root for. Um, I, I watch like different angles and different videos of this not even on purpose like a thousand yeah. times because I couldn't avoid it sure. because it's all over my timeline. Yeah. And like the thing of the thing about it is like he, I, I'm sure he yelled something really nasty at Teo. Like I'm, I'm sure that it, whatever I, I think I think you could read his lips. I think puta was uttered in there. So he was saying some very not nice things to him. But I must have watched this a thousand times and I didn't see any spit. And like I you know, people can call me biased because of the colors that I'm wearing in the well, past, but it's still like, you know, and, and maybe I am, but like, I, I didn't actually see any spit. So I, I don't know how, I don't know how people thought that these videos were proof, but I don't see any spit. Yeah. People were, people were like, they were like saying, oh, I definitely saw, I, like I saw it a million times. And there's a couple of footage, a couple of footages where it looks like something was splotted on the glass potentially, but you can't really tell what it is. I'm like, hey, if something happened, look, if yeah. so, if he did do that, it's disgusting. He should be, you know, something should happen to him. But if he didn't yeah. do it, he didn't do it. I mean, I'm not worried about it. Milan just won the Derby. I don't really care, honestly. Right. If it was, it could. There's a lot worse things that could have happened that was a bit more blatant. Did Tail say anything about it? I don't, think, I don't think so. I think if somebody was spit on, they'd be like, "Yo, he spit on me." Yeah, I'd be yeah. pretty pissed if I got. <laughs> I, I heard it. Yeah. So. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I. And that's the least of my worries, honestly, with with that. If it happens or not, it's you know, hopefully it didn't happen. But if it did, you know, hopefully they'll. They'll take care of it, but I'm not worried about it, honestly. A lot of people are really worried about it. I'm like, ah, whatever, man. We well, and the crazy thing about it was, it, like, I, you could understand if it was just Twitter banter, but it's like, it's front page of some of the Italian newspapers, which is crazy. It's, uh, I mean, do, do you have any opinion on, on it, Jerry? Did you think, did you think he spit or no? Oh, I already spoke about this on Twitter. Oh, I, I, want, I want, I want evidence. I want, yeah, proof. I want real. Was it Seinfeld? Or it was the second spitter. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> well, it's like, oh, yeah, he's bad. Like, hold on. Tail, uh, you know what? I actually would have condoned him maybe if he did it because Tail Hernandez just makes me nervous now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't stand the motherfucker. But, I mean, he uh, deserves a punch in the face, but not spit oh, in the face. Fuck, though. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, I love Tail. I love Tail. I hate him. But, uh, 
No, I don't think I don't think Lataro spit on him because if he did, you you would have saw a bigger reaction, and um, he he would have actually came full force and he would have spoke about it too. He would have made it a bigger issue than what people are making it. I think it's just spit from a guy. If that if that's even spit on a window, people are, are showing, and if for any case that that is maybe he's actually when he's talking spit comes out of his mouth because let's remember these guys are drinking water they're they're playing a sport uh, there's, there's a lot of like when you're when you're when you're very excited or animated right anything like that heat in the moment you kind of like spit comes out right you're not talking normal so at the end of the day guys it's um I just don't think. I think it's being blown out of proportion, causing him to drop his baseball cap. <laughs> the spit then splashed off the wrist, pauses in midair, mind you. I love that clip. I, I, wa- I wanted to take it down pretty quickly because I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a copyright on that. So I'm hoping we don't get pinged for that. But I just I I had to but, throw that out there. Yeah, it's just. Move on. I, I, I'm surprised that Milan fans are making this bigger than, especially the fact that they won. Like, there's no need to like, kind of be up, be happy you won and just move on. Like that's that's all I can say. But I, I will say that. Oh my God, Taylor Hernandez is such a dirty player. I'm sorry, he's not. Today he he took a shot. There are worse. There are worse. Today. No, but he's he's up there now, man. He's getting up there. The fact that he he takes that stupid challenge on Lassity at the end there, not needed. He just goes right into his leg. He does it against uh, Inter with uh, Dumfries, and he slide challenges him. And luckily, Dumfries never got hurt, like right. nothing severe. It's not the and and, and then I went. I gotta see Tail on the floor. Look like he's dying, like a squid. Like, come on, man. Like, get the... Well, he grew up idolizing Busquets, so, you know, it's natural that he would try to emulate him, you know? Plus, man. The guy could be a better player if he didn't, like, get so angry and challenge people with reckless challenges and, like, flop to the floor constantly. Like, man, Chiro Immobile is getting better. Today, he, 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 he was on the floor, and he didn't ask for a foul from, I believe, um... Kalulu, he got right back up and acknowledged that it was just oh with Manyon. Manyon came in and he never like pleaded for a foul, nothing. He just kept on going. Like, yeah, Quadrado is worse, but he he's is up dirtier. There. Yeah. He, he is dirtier. The game was lost already there. anyway, so there's nothing to flop for. No, it was one nothing at that time when he uh, fell. On it was the still court. over. It was still over. If we score a goal anytime, you know what? A goal can. What the fuck is happening here? Oh boy! Are you watching Oilers playing? Yeah, they're losing to nothing. It see It seems like the Oilers play every time we do an episode. It it does. Every time I've been on, the Oilers have been playing. Every time they were on last week too. I guess they play every Wednesday. A weird team. They're good, then they're not good for like six weeks, and now they're like okay again. And they're like, I think they're going to be good so stressed all the time between Lazio and the Oilers. It's they're like Lazio. Stress. They're like Lazio. Yeah, exactly. No, Jerry, no. just pick a good team. Well, I don't. That yeah, that's another thing, guys. Like we're we're born to like cheer for 
Inter, Milan, Juve. Like, no, we 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 grow up and we don't know the path of like who we're going to be cheering for. We don't know when we're five years old. Well, you're, you're, you're talking about our, our guy who's a frequent guest on the show, Chris DeSantis, who like I, I seriously I, I, and we're going to we got to bring him back on the show soon. He's a good friend of ours, but I'm starting to worry about his mental state because he he is so dedicated to Roma that it's like. And, and I know our guy Ivano is in the chat. We love you as well. But it's like, if you're going to be as dedicated to living and dying every moment of Roma football, like you've got to have some hobbies. Like you've got you, – because if, if, if you just focus 100% of your energy on Roma, it's going to be a very, very difficult year. And our guy Chris gets so wrapped up on everything Roma. Like he's, he's actually in Italy now. I don't know. Like Chris has been to like four matches this season. Has Roma ever won? Like maybe he might be the problem, guys. Because Chris, Chris goes to a lot of Roma matches, and didn't help guys, out to you either. Yeah, he, he and he actually he went to uh, he went to both of the the Copa quarterfinals. He yeah. went to see Inter beat Roma yesterday. He went to watch Milan just humiliate. Sorry, Jerry Lazio today. And so, just teams from Rome do not win when that dude is what is in the stadium. And so, and like Chris, who's really miserable because he's a Roma supporter. He was tweeting about how, like, oh, it's really easy for people to choose, you know, to cheer for clubs like, you know, Inter and Juventus and Milan. And, okay, like, maybe over the years there have been some bandwagon jumpers. Like, I'm sure that there are plenty of Inter fans who maybe hopped on board, like, right around the treble season. I'm sure there are Milan fans who hopped on during some of the Champions League uh, victories and all that good stuff. And, And Juventus fans plenty of chances to jump on the bandwagon domestically, although they do nothing in Europe, but domestically plenty of chances to jump on the bandwagon. But it's like, I mean, if you actually, if you, if you get the stories from most Calcio fans, it's not usually that simple, right? Like, you know, I, I, for me, like I, I never, I never just chose Inter. Like my father indoctrinated me. My father grew up in Milano. His father cheered for Inter. My father indoctrinated me the same way that I'm attempting to indoctrinate my son. I think you know he's, he's getting there, but the jury, the jury is still out on that one. So it's like I didn't choose Inter. Like I, I don't know. I don't know, Richard. How, how did you? Uh, were were you a bandwagon jumper for Milan, or, or does it go back a little bit deeper than that? Um, I mean, I guess it, in a way you could, for, for us Americans, it's, it's difficult because we, we have li- limited so many games, right? And so like yeah. first game I saw was, was, I used to watch Champions League. That's where my first indoctrination to into Italian soccer was. And I saw Milan in the Champions League. So that's how I gravitated towards them in like 95 or something like that. And so I guess you could say it was a bandwagon, but it's all I had. I had a limit of whatever was in Champions League, you know, so. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair enough. Well, what about you? What, and and Mario, you support like six clubs. Like you're yeah. a you're a Palermo supporter, Napoli supporter, Inter supporter. How, how did you find your various teams? So I I chose Inter because they won the treble in 2010. <laughs> you're the guy. You're the... <laughs> okay. All right. All right. No, fair no, enough, no. Fair enough. I uh, I chose Inter when I was young. Uh, my dad always supported Palermo. So back in Back in the day, we didn't have Palermo to watch on TV. It was all, you know, like Inter, Inter Milan, Juve. So I watched Ronaldo, a lot of Ronaldo all the time because they used to have just uh, the goal. So they show all the goals, and usually Ronaldo is doing some crazy shit. So I watch him. I'm like, yo, this guy's the best guy, best player in the world. I love so him. Good. So then I, I was just like a, I'm an Inter fan from there pretty much. And then when uh, Icardi, the whole saga, I became a Juve fan. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> and since I since I joined uh, Napoli group chats, I'm a Napoli fan. I'm a Milan fan, also in in Milan chats. Wow. Wow. The biggest, welcome, the biggest welcome. Milan fan. Thank you, thank welcome. you. We, had, we I'm very satisfied with the game today. I thought we played a very. <laughs> I never seen say Lazio though. Actually, no. Uh, Lazio. When I was younger, I used to love Lazio. They were the wow. 2000, 2001, 1999, yeah. 2000 when they won the yeah. Scudetto. My favorite team of all time. You know, honestly, I never, I never had any beef with Lazio, and like yeah. I, I, I grew up, I grew up watching Serie A, like going back to the glory days, like the not even before I knew Jerry. Like I never had any, never had any beef with Lazio. Um, obviously, you know, I, I, I always hated Juventus, and you know, you use the word hate, like the whole rivalry thing. I, uh, I, I, I kind of do hate them though. You know, I, I, I always, uh, you know, I, I always disliked Milan, the rivalry. Um, I got, and it's actually kind of ironic that. I've never and and again, like don't take this the wrong way to the Romanisti in the chat. Like I, I've I've always kind of been annoyed with Roma, and and actually the reason is like the opposite of what Chris was saying. Um, I I knew like grow like uh not even grow like high school college age, I had a lot of friends who had like no reason to be Serie A fans, but they decided to just support Roma because they liked Totti, who of course brilliant player. And they think the city of Rome is awesome, which it is. But it's like they they jumped on the quote unquote bandwagon because they thought, oh, these colors are really nice. Totti's a great player. Rome is a cool city. So I I actually knew a lot of people that for whatever reason jumped on a Roma bandwagon like back in the day. So I've always kind of been annoyed with Roma for that. Um, I've never really had any beef with Napoli except for like Sansone and Azzurri fan Phil talking a lot of shit. Like that, that's my only that's my only beef with Napoli. Other than that, like I'm I'm cool with most of those clubs. I love Napoli. <laughs> All right, so let, let, let's move on uh, to uh, – real quickly, we'll go through these Coppa Italia quarterfinal games from the last couple of days. Uh, Inter got the 2-0 against Roma. Um, you know, it was – the the scoreline made it look like it was a little bit more convincing than it was. Uh, I was. I was bracing myself for Roma to equalize throughout the second half before Alexis ended up scoring – the the a beautiful banger that made it two nil and we could all exhale a little bit after that uh but i i mean mario i'll start with you on this one uh i thought it was very very important for inter to bounce back midweek because again a lot of interisti were acting like the club was in full crisis coming out of a very tough result against milan in the derby and it felt like the sky is falling for a lot of people and i i just I felt like there was just this expectation that that the that the Milan derby was going to kind of ruin the rest of the season, and now Inter are just going to look shambolic every game they play from this point forward. So I think bouncing back and getting that win against Roma was really important, and both the goals were absolutely beautiful. I mean, Inter got their first goal just a couple minutes into the match, really their first their first attack. Uh, Alexis had that really nifty header to put it down for Perisic, who whipped in a beautiful cross. And then go figure, Ed and Jekko, the guy misses so many sitters, but he tends to score the more difficult ones, right? Like you give this guy a volley like that off a you know a fastball of a cross, and he puts it in the back of the net, no problem. And Jekko is making a habit of scoring against Roma this season. So he he's been enjoying playing against his former club. Um, and then, you know, in the second half uh was when Alexis got the uh the goal that really put the nail in the coffin for Roma. And that was an unbelievable, beautiful goal from outside the box. Uh picked out the top corner, and you know, there was really nothing Patricio could do to stop that one. So your big takeaways from the uh, from the match, Mario. 
Uh, definitely a good result. Uh, people forget that, that Milan's still a good team. They're not a bad team. It's not like we lost to the worst team in the league. Milan, right. they're up there for their Scudetto contenders. And if you're going to lose the game, I don't mind losing to a Milan, to a, to a Juve, to a Napoli. You're going to lose those games. It's going to happen. You can't go undefeated. So, like I always say, you're going to win this the league off of every other team. You, you make between the fourth position and the 20th position, you make a shit ton more points winning those games than you do against the two games against Milan. You lose, not the end of the world. Sure, it sucks to lose a derby, uh, but whatever. But to beat Roma, who everyone thought was going to be some sort of resurgence at the beginning of the season, oh, they're going to push for Scudetto, this and that, Tammy Abraham, great. They stink. Um, It's because... Playing in the, in the Coppa Italia, sure, yeah, everyone's like, tank the Coppa Italia, let's just focus on the league. You got to play every game, and you got to play every game to win. I don't care what anybody says. You're in there for the trophies and for the success. Coppa Italia, it, it's a trophy. You play to win. Inzaghi's not looking at, at it as, oh, it's just a Coppa Italia. Nobody gives a shit. That's some stupid made-up fan perspective that they get where they go on Reddit, and then 37 other people upvote it because they're retarded. And... Um, <laughs> It doesn't work like that. He has a job. His job is to win. So he's going to do everything he can to win. If he's going to rest players, he's going to rest players because he can't play some of these guys every game. Uh, but to show that – to come back like that against a team like Roma, who I, I don't think is that great, but it's still it's still an exclamation point that yeah. we go out there, we beat everybody that's in front of us. We lost to Milan. Big deal. We're going to go. We're going to win every other game that we can. And, and Roma's just—it's—it's it, it, it's almost like it's the perfect next game, regardless of what of what competition it is. Um, you had Alexis, who's been on fire. He was playing—he was playing excellent. I want to say I want to give him an excellent, from what I remember, because I was kind of on and off watching, but uh, he, from what I saw, he was top tier. Exactly. Sorry, sorry. Who who did you say was top tier? Alexis. Yeah, I mean, he 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 had his he had some moments had some of moments frustration, which is kind of typical for Alexis, and then enough moments of brilliance to outweigh that because the goal was beautiful. Yep. And I mentioned the you could call it a he hockey assist that he one. had. Yeah, the build up he was. I mean, that that that, that was, he's so creative. Like, uh, yeah, I love watching him play. He might be a little bit underwhelming at times, as every player is, but yeah. he's the positives have definitely outweighed the negatives and. He's been so important to us this season. When people were saying, get him off the books in January, I, I was like, no, why are you going to get rid of him? Who are you going right. to replace him with? You have to replace him if you're going to – and we don't want to spend, apparently. Whatever, that's a different story. Um, want to, can't, either way. <laughs> One <yeah>. of those. <laughs> then you had Darmian on the right side with uh, Skriniar at the time, I believe. Yeah, he, played, he started on the right and then moved to the left. Yeah. Uh, Damian was a, annoying because he was getting himself in the right positions, did everything right until he got to the ball at his feet, and then he had to make like a perfect pass, but couldn't. So that's the difference between world-class players like uh, you know the Roberto Carloses, the Maicons. They're gonna make that pass every single time with their eyes closed. Yeah. Damian stepped below. You're going to miss those. And he hasn't been playing as much, so whatever. Good to see that he was getting minutes, though. Uh, who else was I wanted to talk about? Varela played. He was excellent. Top tier. Yeah. He's so good. Very good. 
I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you brought him up because yeah. I forgot to earlier. He, uh, he, he in, in, the, in the Roma game, he was he was fantastic. He ran the I mean, show. He, yeah, he he had uh, a couple of really nice outside the box shots. One of them forced uh, a brilliant save that was marked for the top corner, and then he put that laser off the crossbar early. It was yeah. good stuff from him. He, he was good. Uh, who was it? it? Was Zeko Alexis to start, and then Lautaro came on. Uh, yeah. So I like that. Zeko's hold the play is just so good. He's just so, so smart on the ball and off the ball. Like I said, even if he's missing those sitters, it sucks, and it's really painful to watch at times, but everything he does before and after that, it just makes total sense, and it allows us to play as freely and, and get forward in, in the way Inzaghi wants and, and you can't, you can't do that with with Lautaro all the time because his hold up play, shoddy sometimes. Where he's trying to do his flicks, he's trying to do his bullshit. But Zeko's consistent on on his hold up play and his link up play. Like he was receiving the ball and in, in between the midfield and our eighteen, he was in that space, creating attacks, taking twenty yards of space to himself, and then playing a ball. You know, he was taking on defenders. He was outpacing. Uh, yeah. who, uh, the, uh, who was it? Mancini, I think it was. This is a 35-year-old striker that we said, oh, we're lucky to get 15 goals. We're lucky if he can still play. You guys putting in a consistent shift every time. The goal's not flowing as much as we wanted to because, right. like you said, they're sitters. Uh, He's always in the right position. So he just doesn't always finish. And, and so... His influence is just unmatched. Oh, and by the way, another one, Skriniar. Yes. Now, I, I don't think it would have even counted because it would have been offsides, but that that ball when, when Handanovic was way off the line and Zaniolo, beautiful ball. Uh, you know, he he had to put a perfect angle and spin on it. And then Skriniar, like freaking Superman, flies in and heads it out of the way. Again, I, I don't think it would have counted because I think the flag was up, but was that was outside. incredible. Like The effort from Skriniar is just... It's it's top tier. Him, DeVry, Bastoni, the three of them have been so reliable this year. It sucks that Bastoni's uh, going to miss some time uh, with the sprained ankle. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but... I'm actually jealous of Richard's uh, jersey collection. Cause he's, I mean, I've, I've got like a ton of Inter jerseys and a couple of Azzurri jerseys. We can't see it, but that back thing is like all, a lot of jerseys in there. Oh, yeah, I, got, awesome. I got it in my closet right over here. I got a shit ton. I just got uh, I got a couple from Away Days, if you ever know about that, where they send you random jerseys. Yeah, really? yeah I, got, I got some of them, too. They're nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I got, like, a Hearts of Midlothian and um, a Dijon from France. So, you know, just some random jerseys. That I got some I random, like, Ecuadorian team and, like... Yeah, I got a... Uh, what's wow. it called? Fourth-tier German team. Like Emelec. <laughs> I got an Emelec jersey from them. Wow. That's who awesome. I got. That's who I got. For 25 bucks to send you a random jersey, I'm like, hell yeah, I'll take it. I love right, it. So a, a couple of things, a couple more things I want to get to before we wrap up this episode. Uh, you know, as a result of these uh, these Coppa Italia matches, uh, and, 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 and don't worry, we, we will get to Milan uh, Roma, or sorry, Milan Lazio and what happened in that game. But based on the results, we get two more Milan derbies, which uh, I, I think is excellent because like R- Richard so perfectly said it, earlier on in the show i mean both teams are really good this year and they're they're fighting for first place and i know that coppa italia won't have any direct impact over that but you do have a trophy down the road on the line here and it's two-legged right you're going to get uh, i think milan will be officially the home team in the first leg inter officially the home team in the second leg 
And Richard, I'll start with you on this one. Just based on what we're seeing here as renewed bad blood in this rivalry, and I, I know Inter feel like they have some unfinished business coming out of that uh, that match from the other day just based on the way that they blew it in the second half and, and also based on all the little skirmishes we had throughout the Teo Hernandez situation. Lautaro, did he spit? Yeah. Did he not spit? I love the fact that these teams are going to play twice more. And it's it's making me – I mean, you all you always want to strive for trophies, but getting this matchup is making me more excited for a Coppa Italia semifinal than I ever would be otherwise. Yeah, too bad it's not going to be a final matchup, right? Because I think that would be the ultimate right there. But, yeah, um, yeah the only the downside of that is that they're six weeks apart. Like, ah, yeah, like a week apart, you know, something I like know. that. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, you know, honestly, in that game – more than I don't necessarily want to win. I just want a competitive showing, right? And mm-hmm. I want to see both teams really going at it. And if Milan gets a win, great. I, you know, happy. Uh, but long as they're competitive, you know, as long as it comes down to like last minute, and somebody wins and you know, overtime penalty, maybe not penalties, but you know, somebody wins on a like dramatic goal and it's tight to fair. I think that's the best thing for the league uh, in general. Just you know, these two big heavyweights going at it and head toe to toe and some animosity and all that stuff. You know, there's going to be a red card in at least one of those games. So. Uh, probably yeah. Teo Hernandez. So, yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'll probably I, Teo or Arturo Vidal randomly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm excited. I, as long as it's good, like this last game was, man, uh, it, it's gonna be awesome. What What about you, Jerry? And and obviously, I know it came at ex, at the expense of your Lazio today getting knocked out, but it's gonna be pretty damn exciting to see a couple more matchup between Milan and Inter. I'm actually reading an article that was kind of published last week, and it's making me laugh. It's about Iglitar, actually. And it's about it's you? About, no, it's about him saying he was proud of the transfer window that Lacho just had. What? Yeah, I am proud to have made a great job during the last transfer window, which was one, one of the best ever in terms of sales. Terms of sales. Sales. Bro, bro are, you, are you that delusional that you neglected? Okay, so you sold everybody, but you didn't bring a backup striker. You didn't improve the defense. And the only achievement is sales? Like that's that's it's horrible, man. Great job, Jerry. Right. Jesus. Well, and also, <laughs> and let me mention this, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Jerry is doing more for the Lazio transfer market than their sporting director Ilitade is. Oh yeah. You you've you've got your Indonesian <laughs> agenda, bro. Jer- Jerry is trending in Indonesia because he. He, he he started – I don't even remember the name of the player you started this agenda for. And then for some reason, some dopey news site thought you were reporting this player to Lazio. And then people th- – so it, I, I can't even really explain what's going on. Oh, man. It, it's a tweet that I started where well, I think an Inter fan kind of showed me a goal he scored that was like a throw-in. And I kind of promoted it. I was like, this. It was a night where Canada had beaten Honduras, and uh, Jonathan David scored. And then um, I I sent out the tweet. I was gonna delete it because thinking like, who's gonna even look at this thing? <laughs> An and, entire and country. I I left it, and the next morning I noticed that over a thousand likes and like, oh my god, two hundred retweets. I was like, what the heck? My my following had gone up by. 502 days because of this because wow. of that tweet man i was like wow. wow all indonesian people following me from there it became like articles reporting that lots are interested in this guy it kind of blew out of yeah it blew out a portion but now like 
I, I, you know what? Now I've gone all in, and I'm gonna promote this guy. We need a left back. I don't yeah. even care. I don't even care if he was if he was good or not. Like, how old is he? He's like twenty. Oh, okay, he's old. I, I thought I thought he was young, like a teenager. Man. I didn't. No, it's still young, but I thought he was even younger than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, never hurts, right? Wow, that's that's amazing. Uh, yeah, because like I kept seeing, I didn't really know the back. Like you and I talked on the phone earlier today. I was asking about because I didn't know the backstory. I just noticed that like people from Indonesia were like tagging Jerry in tweets that hey, you are trending in my country, Jerry. You are the best trade. You are the Indonesian Fabrizio Romano. You are the man. Like stuff like that. I'm like, wow. I I didn't <laughs> I didn't understand what was going on. But this is this is absolutely this is absolutely fantastic. Well, well, Jerry, since, since I've got you. On the spot here, uh, you did have a, a tough match to watch today that ended with with Milan, uh, you know, smacking Lazio around four nil was the final. Uh, what what went wrong, Jerry? What was missing from Lazio in this game? Um, pretty much the back end. We need, yeah. we, we we need a better defense. Like um, I I actually said before the game that I would prefer not to start Patrick for this game, just given that I think that we have overachieved in the last. Parents gonna die. Shit. Um, sorry guys, but uh, we have over. <laughs> yeah, I need to spark up some battery. That happens but to me all the we, time on this show. We we kind of overachieved the last four games. I saw people are saying that. Lazio haven't conceded a goal in four games, and Milan's the first team to break him down. Hold, hold! Everybody has to hold their horses. We beat a Fiorentina team that has kind of shook up and lost their best player, and kind of had to add new players into the fold. And it's like a new makeshift team. We beat a Salernitana, a Salernitana team that had eleven starters out, and we kind of played their B team. We. We beat a Udinese team that decided to bench half their team, and we could only get one goal. But mind you, Udinese has been good this year, so I yeah. won't take that away. And Atalanta, who had not eight starters out, and, yeah. des- and decided to park the bus and put 11 guys in a box. So what do you think Lazio is going to get shutouts? Because these teams are not even attacking Lazio in the first place. So, but... Can't take away what what Milan did, and they exposed a a back end that is just not that good. Like it, it all it was all bad once Felipe took that reckless challenge and got the yellow card. I think that was like game over. He, your best defender is is on a yellow, so now he has to alter his game the way he plays. He kind of and it looked like it kind of shook him up, and it got into his head. Because Savage kind of gave him a few words to say, like, it happened. It was a stupid challenge in the first place, but you got to keep going. So now you got a player who's more cautious and can't take players down, can't be more physical. And whose side was this terrible? Garbage. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, I'm not I'm not impressed with this guy. He's not good, man. Like, oh, God. He started off well. And, like, he's just dipped off big time now. Like... He Marisic was bad today. He got all played like five or six times on the left side, at least. Um, Patrick, Patrick's Patrick. I'm not even gonna bash the guy because you know what you get with him. So 
Uh, Don't bash Lucas Leva either. We know how that happened. Uh, <laughs> he was okay today when he came off the bench. He wasn't okay. an issue. But then again, these guys came in when the game was behind. I I I rate I gave Luis Alberto man of the match for Lazio if, if there's any constellation prize because I liked his attitude when he came on the pitch where he did he came with, with the right attitude to try to help his team get back in the right direction, try to create something, try to get involved. He was trying to be that facilitator. It, it was just that he came into the game too little too late. That was the problem. But I liked his fight where he he showed that devotion. And, and, I, and that's what I want to see, right? I want to see something good out of this game. If I have to take something out, it's him. And I right. said, him him and Lazzi should have started this game. Like, I don't understand why Lazzi is not starting every game. And not over like not over Husai. Like, the guy has pace. The guy can run. The guy can get back. Like, he, he we, we couldn't. It wasn't that Milan kind of forced us not to attack. It was that we never had that player who can start it for us. That was the issue. We didn't have a guy who can control the ball, hold the ball, and move it. That was Alberto. Everyone thinks that Savage can be that guy. He's not that guy. That's not the type of game he plays. He's not the kind of guy who can, like, kind of advance the ball forward and, and get into areas. That's just not how he plays. Never been like that. But I, Tom Abasic, very bad in the first Ooh, half. Yeah. Ter- very, I, I've seen a lot of people criticizing why, why do we make the signing all of a sudden. But for me, it's like at the end of the day, it's, um, it's just a, a player where he just didn't match up properly. And it, he kind of has similar characteristics to what Savage can do, where he's physical inside the box. He can track to play the defense, but he's not a, a ball carry kind of player, right? So it, it was never going to be an exciting season. At the end of the day, it was going to be disappointment, but excitement. Like, it's never going to be consistent. It's... I'm more curious to see what goes on in the summer, what the game plan is. Will he get backing? Will he not? Like the the future of this club, all all ha- it's all in the hands of Latito and what he wants to do, right? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I, it's not all it's not all doom and gloomy either, because you got Europa League next week. You're still in Serie A, right. where you're still within distance of a top four spot, which is unrealistic, but until you're officially eliminated, you still have to have that 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 faith and confidence in doing it. It's you gotta look towards Bologna now, and you have to hope that it was just a, like Mauricio sorry said. You have to hope that it was a one-off game and not not a um, pattern. Not a, yeah. not a pattern. Yeah, exactly. So five seasons I've seen this, and the reason why our back end wasn't as bad as it is this season is because we played in the back three. And I'll always say this. I'll always repeat myself. Lucas Leva created miracles plus Lucas Biglia. Okay. Those two created miracles for Lazio because they were that extra defensive mid, that, that extra center back 
slash D guy who really helped in the back end and kind of covered their deficiencies of what they had and their inability to have a good back end. So we've always had a good CDM to kind of like fill the void. So that that's why I always rate Lucas Leva as one of the best defensive players in his in his position. But when you go to a back four now, he's no longer able to do what he's so good at. And it kind of takes him away. And we're we're playing him out of position. So I don't know. I, I just I on Saturday I thought we turned the corner. And, and sorry, had acknowledged that he was going to play to his player's strengths. And today I didn't see that. Today I kind of f- saw back to that passing, trying to get out of the back end. Uh, and, and I think this is Pepe Reina's last game with Lazio. Oh, probably. God, I hope so. I mean, he's I think, oh, he, I so think bad. He's, done. he's really bad. Um, it's worse it's, than Handanovic. Uh, I want to make yeah. Mario happy by making that clear. Yeah. Not even close. You could have a player like, uh, you know, Peperina as as the replacement. Yeah, you you get what you pay for. Well, I want to give uh, on this match. uh, Let me give Richard Carmen the last word, the victor, before we wrap up this episode. Uh, Richard, from a positive sense for Milan, Rafael Leao has been fantastic lately. He was spectacular in this match. Yeah, it's uh, it was important, you know, coming off a big game like the Derby and with an important game uh, against Sampdoria on the weekend that they had a good training session today, you know, and that the team acted like it was a game. And really, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, sorry, Jerry. Uh, no, no, that oh, Liao is really <laughs> coming to his own this year. Um, and first off, that pass by Romagnoli to him that set up the first goal was brilliant. But Leao, he is just on another level right now, and he is. What been one of the best players for Milan, especially in the attack. His change of pace cannot be matched by anybody. Um, it doesn't matter who goes against him. He just, everyone knows what he's going to do, but they can't catch up to him when he just goes blows right by them. And he's he'll shoot. He has confidence now. He'll shoot. He'll um, go for the assist sometimes. You know, we saw it with, with a couple uh, goals uh, uh, this year already, or a couple assists, I should say, this year. And so he's just been out of this world. And that confidence seems to be growing and growing. I think you know playing with Zlatan has helped him immensely, really. Uh, and now you watch that goal that he scored uh, from the Romagnolo assist. He was just smiling the whole time. Like, how do you not like this guy? He just, he's in the middle of the place, just smiling, getting the ball, shooting, happy. He's always just happy and does his surfboard, surfer uh, celebration. Uh, just When he's on his game, it makes Milan that much of a more dangerous for the team. And when he's off, it, it shows because it seems like they, there's no creativity really. And until Brahim Diaz, you know, l- picks up his uh, his work boots, it's going to be Leao or bust with, with Milan if they want to try to contend for the Scudetto. Do you think like, that he has uh, his lack of defensive presence is is a problem? We I used to I definitely used to, and I think Pioli has adjusted to it. Where they know that they rather not have him come back. I mean, sometimes he does come back, and it's great. But for the most part, they'll have that you know the, of the two pivots, whoever's on the left side, shadow with with Teo Hernandez because he's pretty bad defensively as well, and so yeah. he kind of helps them out a lot there. Uh, but Teo and uh, Teo uh, Leao has picked up his game defensively recently, uh, but for the most part. Pioli doesn't want him to come back. He's like, okay, you're not Rebich. Rebich will come back and do the work. Let him do his thing offensively. He comes back. It's a bonus, but they strategize their midfield so that they can shade over to Teo Hernandez's side uh, to help him out because that that would be a, otherwise – it used to be a big uh, downside for Milan, and now it's been fixed by Pioli. A lot of credit's got to go to him for that. Jeremy Giambi died. He did? Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. He's – Wow. wow, was he? Yeah. Was he? He's was he younger than Jason or older? He's than younger Jason? brother. Younger, younger brother. Oh, that's younger. terrible. 
I mean, yeah, either way, either way, it's bad. But I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll kind of I'll undo it. This man, Mario. Thanks for. Sorry, giving. I just saw it on Instagram. Yeah. Very. UEFA. Hold on, I got this statement. I'm gonna say it, and I just want quick thought, and we'll end it here. I guess UEFA has sold the TV rights for the 2024 to 2027 UEFA competitions for 15 billion euros. Whoa. A 40% increase over the current revenue. Damn. UEFA will keep 51% of those 15 billion euros for themselves. We need a Super League. Okay, can we get and a give, beautiful Super can League? Can you wait until I'm done reading this? Reading this for fuck's sakes. <laughs> and and give, give the clubs the remaining 49%. Oh. Hold on. What the fuck are you talking about, man? UEFA keeps 51%. Yeah, 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 we care about the fans. We yeah. care about growing the league. We care about all the smaller clubs. We care about all that. The Super League, they care about. Like, start the Super League, man. I'm pro Start Super it. League now. Like, Let's this start. is bullshit now, man. Like, bro, UEFA only has one objective and one objective over. I, I was one of those guys who, like, yeah. Yeah, we're no Super League is not happening. We're good, guys. No, I was wrong, man. It, it, UEFA has their own agenda. They don't give a shit about anybody. Like, when, when that whole thing happened, when the Super League was going to happen, UEFA, like, basically said, yeah, we got to step in. Now, they, they look like scumbags to me, man. Like, like FIFA. Like any other organization. Yeah, they're just... Like I said, yeah, anywhere else. <laughs> I'm so, I'm sorry to cut you off, Jerry. I love you. Uh, can I? Uh, I'll I'll let you go first you if you proceed. have. Raise I, your I, hand when you have talk. With caution. <laughs> I mean, he's right. I did cut him off. Uh, he's not wrong. I do that sometimes. Uh, I, I I grew up a younger child, so I got my way a lot. I was the baby in the family. Uh, but Jerry, I, I know you've. I think you've taken a few days off as you should because of uh, your mild concussion. But I still have noticed you've been tweeting out stories. And uh, and and long long form tweets these last couple of days. So do you want to promote anything? Um, I wrote a piece. I just tweeted all about Felipe Anderson and if it was a good signing or not by Lazio. I uh, have an article on Simone Inzaghi, which is for Serpents of Modenina, and kind of like why the transition was perfect. I should have got this done a while ago, but. She got kinda, it done before the uh, the Milan Derby. It's going to be a little awkward reading that now. No, don't really care. And I also wrote a piece on John Daniel Akpa Akpro. I went for something like different, his journey to becoming like to getting into the top flight and how he's kind of defied the odds. So, which is pretty interesting. But yeah, other than that, that's that's about it for now. He's got the best name in soccer. Yeah, he really Since does. Jimba Jimba. <laughs> what, what about what about you mario always working hard with our, our very good friends at inter worldwide i mean anthony privatera is he's he's a brother of ours and our guy mo uh, well what are you guys working on there i don't know they stopped inviting me really uh they haven't invited me to build i don't know same old same old i just be keeping it pretty because yeah, you're spending too much time with napoli worldwide and palermo worldwide I should make up a little more worldwide. That's actually a good idea. You should make a spin-off. I'm going to start it from the from the Serie C all the way to when we win Champions League. Yeah, in <laughs> 2090. <laughs> exactly. 
Wow. All right. Well, what about you, uh, Richard Carmen? And, and you know that uh, that we're all big fans of you and Frank Cravello, the work that you guys do on the Serie A sit down. It's really one of the best shows out there. In fact, we're, we're, we're trying to make our show better to be on your level, like with the production elements and stuff. Uh, that's why we had a guy. We had to get our guy Raf Biz to step our game up. What are you and Frank working on these days? <laughs> I, mean, I don't have the background that Mario has right now, I guess. But, <laughs> but uh, no, thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, no, serious sit down. We're, you know, obviously we, have, we do our podcast once a week. Uh, we're also trying to do more videos. And Who's profiles. a cheerleader? <laughs> um, we did a Vlahovic video the other day about his, about the signing with him. And then we're going to probably do another pro- couple more player profiles and, and try to do more of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of people coming on for the fan cams as well, which has been great. Uh, great fun. <laughs> <laughs> Houdini. Houdini. Does, that, does that mean the clothes are coming off? <laughs> Who's Houdini? Yeah. But that's where you can find it. Syria, sit down. Follow us wherever. <laughs> this is I can't compete Hub. with that. I can't compete with that. This oh, is Syria Pornhub. Uh, and, and you can find uh, you can you can find all all my stuff. First of all, on this channel, um, you know, for anyone who may have been watching us here on YouTube for the first time or listening to our audio <laughs> podcast for the first right. time, make sure you subscribe. If you're listening to the audio only version, I know more people listen than watch. So if you're listening to the audio only version. Make sure you subscribe to our pod, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, any platform you get podcasts, you can find us there. And keep in mind, we do stream all of our episodes live on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, search Calcio Connection, subscribe to our channel. We want to get that subscriber count uh, like in the thousands if we can. I think we're in like the three or four hundreds now. We want to really take that to the next level. Uh, we also have a Patreon page, which is a way of you know supporting our work. It's mostly just me ranting about Inter uh, on the uh, on the Patreon page. list. <laughs> 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 we, uh, yeah, pretty pretty much. We 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 have some fun there. <laughs> we have some fun there as well. Uh, and if you guys are interested in uh, North American sports, I do a a daily stream about three p.m. Eastern time on the Five Reasons Sports Network YouTube channel. I have fun with that as well, covering uh, mostly South Florida based teams. That is where I am located. So huge shout out for our guests, Mario, for Richard Carmen. Is over that way. I never know if I'm pointing the right way. And, of course, my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Jerry Mancini. We will talk to you guys again on the next episode of the Calcio Connection podcast. Ciao.